0: Welcome to Manifesting 101, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Fitton, her manifestation mentor, and welcome to episode 11. We have four more to go before season one is done. And you really, honestly, truly don't want to miss it. But the greatest thing about the podcast is you can listen whenever you want to. And just go back to episode one and listen to one each week. And then I'll be back by the time you get to 15. So <laughs> if you want to find out more about me, you can go to hermanifestationmentor.com or you can go to Kimberlyfitten.com Either way, you land in the same spot. If you want to leave a message, um, maybe you have a testimony, a challenge a testimony, Or you have a question, a manifesting frustration, a topic that you want me to cover. Leave a girl a message, but you can only do that on the Anchor app. Using the Anchor app, so go ahead and do that. Or you can email me at info at com, and Z will pass it to me and I will respond or I will respond by getting the email. You know what I'm saying? I'm not not pretentious. I, I answer my own emails. There is a delay, but I do answer my own emails. Anyway, anyway, um, you guys, what's up? The analytics are jumping. You guys really love the podcast. Do yourselves a favor. Right now, before we go into our 17 seconds... Go ahead and share the podcast with a friend, you know, your broke friend that's always asking you for money or your broke friend that's always complaining. You know, you can be broke more than just financially. This podcast, we are talking about money and how to manifest it. So that's awesome. Um, you can be mentally broke where you're always complaining, you're deficient in happiness, you're deficient in joy, you're deficient in um, confidence, self-esteem, you can be broke-minded in multiple ways. So tag them and say, hey, check out this podcast. Uh, Kimberly's pretty dope and Live your best life, girl, so we can live our best lives together. So I'm not the only one paying for vacations around here or picking up the tab or, you know, offering to buy drinks. We can't never go nowhere because you ain't never got no money or you're proclaiming how broke you are. So then you're always broke. Like, girl, don't say that. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. 17 seconds of thanks. Thanks. Let's do that. Why do we do that? Because it gets us into the tune of great expectations, gets us tuned into the frequency of heaven being tuned in, tapped in, turned on, to what heaven's desire is for us. And I'm going to talk a lot about that because this podcast is based off of my purpose to deconstruct, tear down legalistic and religious thinking that makes poverty the standard operating procedure instead of an anomaly. I mean, I just don't know what to do. Like, why would you serve a limitless God if you're going to remain broke, if you think he wants to keep you broke or you have hoops to jump through? But we'll get to that as well today. Can't say that enough. But we're going to get into the vein of gratitude so that we can receive these nuggets that are about to fall into your lap. We fully expect some ah ahas to happen during this podcast while you're listening I fully expect that doors were open for you, your eyes will be open, and you will see all the vast beauty around you, just how necessary you are and how valued you are, and that all that you desire, you'll embrace, that it's on its way to you, and actually is happening all around you. So let's, let's give thanks for 17 seconds, starting now. I am so grateful for a right mind. I'm grateful for a conscience to do what is right knowing that everything is working out splendidly. I'm so happy and I'm so thankful for the supporters, for the listeners, for the beauty, for the business deals, for the eyes to see it, the eyes to read, the eyes to in to take in all of the beauty that surrounds me, for strength for my feet, for my limbs. For the ability to exhale and inhale effortlessly. I'm not dealing with allergies. (sighs) Listen to that. And we're way past 17 seconds. And you're feeling good, feeling great. You got something to write with or at least making mental notes. And I want to tell you, this whole manifesting thing, it can be a lot. It can be overwhelming. And at the end of the day, free yourself from making a list of things to do. I often when I'm teaching about the Lord and some of the best teachers that I've had, um tell me to focus. I'm talking about when I'm the intimacy and relationship with God. Tell me to focus on the relationship and not on a check the box. Focus on the experience and not a list of to-dos. Gotta do this first, then this, then this, then this. Then this, then this, then this. It becomes exhausting and it becomes a chore. This is why people don't pray. This is why people don't read their word because they just think it's boring and tedium. But if you understood the power that you're tapping into with prayer, you'd never look at it the same again. You'd pray often and you realize that you're actually praying even when you don't know it. Um, But that's how it is with manifesting. Manifesting. It's not something you do. It's who you are. And when you embrace that, it becomes so much easier. So throw, do not make a list of to-dos, guys. Please don't. Don't. You're going to learn so many different techniques. I know I'm not the only person you're learning from. I, I have so many books by so many different authors. You wouldn't even believe it. And then I am inspired by the universe, these great ideas to make them my own, and I manifest in tremendous ways. So the information that you're getting right now, you're going to enhance what I'm giving you. Scaffolding, right? Building on top of that. It's an experience. So if you're feeling stress, anxiety, frustration, please don't affirm. Don't say anything. Breathe in, breathe out, free yourself of it. And if you must think anything, Think in your mind. I'm so glad this is all being worked out and I have nothing to worry about. So let's talk about money. Let's get into it. Money is what most people desire. And again, I'm going to tell you, and I've said it before, if you want money for money's sake, to be wealthy for your own gain, it's gonna you're going to repel it. If you know what your purpose in life to do, by the way, if you don't know what that is, you need to order The Science of Greatness, Taking the Guesswork Out of Purpose. That's my first book. And if you need help decreeing, you can order The Decree Journal. You can find both on Amazon or you can go to the Enoch and Anastasia. Actually, go to the Enoch and Anastasia website, Shopify store, enochandanastasia.com because it's going to be cheaper there. Um, And also, you don't have to buy a thing. There are so many free things that you can utilize, so many free tools you can utilize. Uh, You really don't need to. So I'm really not trying to sell you anything. Um, I'm sowing into you, which is probably the quickest way that I manifest by sharing the information. We have an an inherent need to hoard information because we think someone else is going to do better than us. That is deeply rooted in rejection and you really need to dig deep um in prayer and meditation, allow the Lord to really reveal what's blocking you, what's keeping well, where those roots of rejection come from. I had an experience the other day I was in prayer and we had been I had been praying for three hours with a um inner like a prayer group and um with the ministry team I work with. And we've been praying for three hours and we did an activation and I was praying about a thing and the Lord showed me myself and how I had really been super hard on myself and that that wasn't the purpose of the journey the journey was to embrace me and know that everyone would embrace me and people want what I have and I have a, a destiny and we, you can be super confident. I consider myself confident. And then there, are, there is the residue from the past that we just need to make sure we bless it and let it go. Bless the situation, bless the person, bless whatever led you to these feelings. Bless yourself and then free yourself by letting it go. The reason why I am saying that is because when it comes to money in in coaching, I have people do this activation that talks about the history of money in their lives. And everybody that does it finds out that there is a negative history with money. What how they watched their parents use it, how there was a lack of it, how they watched their parents panic because they didn't have money, how um parents didn't talk about money. Um so they didn't know what to do or how parents took care of the finances for the children. So they grew up thinking they needed someone instead of understanding that money is meant for them. Um, the, the first um, assessment that I have them take. I, I do that, you know, the family history of money and then I have them assess themselves. And what they find is that they think of money as this unattainable thing. When really money is an inanimate object, it's a form of currency that we all voted on. Somebody voted on it and for whatever reason, it's green and the coins are silver and bronze. It's green paper. Literally, if they passed a law that said money was going to be rubber bands, money would be rubber bands. Who determines what money is? We do. And if you had, okay, so I found my wallet. Um, I didn't find my wallet. It was in my purse. (laughs) But during COVID, I haven't carried my, my wallet around with me or really even gone into it I've been carrying around a fanny pack which I thought I'd never carry around Um, I saw that they came back in style and I actually said out of my mouth oh she ain't never wearing no fanny pack baby when I tell you every time I step out of the house fanny pack is on me whatever I'm wearing that fanny pack is with me Um, it's better than taking in things that can carry germs so anyway I looked in my wallet and I saw money that was there that I completely forgot and three four five years ago four years ago because my relationship with money has changed in the last three years I started believing that money that I gave money its power uh fully three years ago and um thus the change in my bank account so uh, before that, though, I would have known that that money was there. I would have spent it. I would have held on to it. I wouldn't have given. And um, yesterday I saw it and I just bust out laughing. And I forgot again that I had it today um, until I was in the drive-thru. And I was like, oh, I don't need to spend that. I, I need to break this this bill, this large bill. I'm pontificating because I just want to paint picture, right? I was very stingy. I would never give. If I gave, it was with a heavy heart. Like especially when it came to my tithes. So, here's the deal about tithing, and I want to break these principles down to you so that when you're giving to charitable donations, when you're giving to when you're giving charitable donations, when you're giving to your church. Um, when you're giving to ministries, um, it's really, really important to switch your understanding about them. So Malachi 3 and 10, it, it was the tithing scripture used, like, will a man rob God? Yes, he will. And you will say, whether have we robbed thee? And it says, we have robbed thee in tithes and offering. And there was always this fear associated with um, tithing. Like if I didn't, God was definitely going to get me um, because God is this big, giant entity that can't stand us and judges us and shames us, lords over us, and we somehow have to pay the right people in order to get them to like us. And um, my mom was always a giver. And I saw her give, we grew up extremely poor. And so I saw her give, and then I saw her, um... oh my God, I just gave uh, the wrong address, but I'll address the Malachi 3 and 10, cause that's gonna be an explanation and I'm gonna um, find the other one for you. But um, my mom, would I would wake up in the middle of the night, my mom would be praying and crying because I knew like the bills were due dude, and she didn't have it. And I was so pissed, like, and so that, to me was like, what kind of God would let a single mother of five struggle like this? And I totally completely ignored all the good that was happening. And then, as I grew up, my mom shared with me. Um, how many ways that she manifested and how many people came through for her. And sorry, it's Malachi 3 and 8 that talks about will a man rob God. Um, so I was in the right address. Um, anyway, I wasn't until I was older that my mom shared with me all the things that happened, but I had this jaded perspective um, because I just thought my mom gave and gave and she had a pure heart. And I was also taught by different pastors that you just give your money. You don't worry about how people use it. You just do right which is also erroneous, by the way, Um, the parable of the sower um, is not just about the the right ground, but um, it's good ground. It has a lot to do with our hearts and how our hearts have been changed by the trauma we've experienced, that parable. But you also need fertile ground. And so it's really important where you sow your seed, because if it's not good ground, then it's not going to come to you the way you would like it to and i'll explain that further so you really want to put on your thinking caps because i'm gonna blow your mind maybe a little bit so in malachi 3 and 10 it says bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now wherewith saith the lord of hosts king james version always drives me to drink a little bit if i will not open your windows of heaven Open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. In verse eleven, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your wine cast um, your wine neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of Hosts. So Malachi 3, 10, 11, and 12 is actually the tithing insurance policy between you and heaven. So when I would not give my tithes, when I would give it and I would have this sinking feeling like, oh man, I'm going to be broke because I gave that amount. You think of it like you have 10 paper towels, right? 10 rolls of paper towels. You give one, you have nine left. That's tithes, right? 10%. I was not going to be broke, but I had a broke mentality. Thus, I was broke. Um, and I was taught that the tithe goes to the house of God to keep everything running. And that's why you give. And out of relationship with God. Dude, that is not why you give. This is not why you sow. Malachi three ten through 12 is the tither's insurance. A tenth of whatever you give. And that's a universal principle. You can check a bunch of religions. You will see the tithe. Um, It's a universal law of tithing. The key with the tithe is it must go where you are growing. So you can't just randomly, you can, I guess. But if you want something, if you want to activate the insurance policy, you should give to wherever you're learning from, whomever you're learning from. So... um, if you wanted to, like, if you're learning from this podcast, right, and you want to give a tent, give your tithe, you can do that. I also have a logic ministry, kingdom education, where people give their tithe, right, because they're learning from that. Um, you can learn from multiple places and split that sucker where your church is. If you're growing and you're learning, yes, but if you're just going there to be a pew member, that is not proper use of the tithe, dude. Um, there's one story that. Um, Joseph Dr. Joseph Murphy talks about and he's like this one guy withheld his tithes and just decided to keep it in a bank account for, for the Lord because he didn't have a place to give it and he thought that would be the same thing. He was earning interest for for yeah. Jesus and his business did piss poor, um, piss, piss poorly because he was not giving it out into other ground so that he could receive the harvest. So the point of the tithe is to give it out. To good ground so that you can then receive the harvest, which is an insurance policy, right? Um, And in Malachi, he says what you will have. He's going to open up the windows of heaven so that you can receive blessings. The blessing is, of course, going to be more than the 10% you gave because God is not limited to your salary, right? So he's not going to give you the same amount back. Um, He says that... He's gonna, there will be no devouring of things that are important to you. The fruits of your labor will produce and be blessed. Every part of, in the wine, right? The vine mentioned in verse 11 is really about the ideas and the um, streams of revenue. Like there, you're gonna produce, there's gonna be a harvest. And by the way, everybody's going to call you blessed and there will be witnesses to this. If someone had taught me this, I would have been given a long time ago. If you tell me it's an insurance policy for me and relationship to the Lord and what he's going to do for me, where do I sign my check over to like, where so i've learned to enjoy and that's why the bible talks about you know a god loves a cheerful giver because you understand and it's a joy hey i'm giving what's in my hand and when i give it that means my hands open i'm going to receive so much more and i totally thank you for doing that because you're such an amazing god you hold fast to your word and i totally believe that and so the bible tells us that the universe is set up to bless us right there's the tithe right I began, um, in this journey, I said I wanted to make, like, before I started even affirming, I said I wanted to make, um, six figures. This, that was a limited point of view, right? But you have to crawl before you walk. I said I wanted to make six figures. And I remember hearing, tithe from your future earnings. And I was like, you are so funny. I just started tithing consistently, cutting this, um, $500 check every two weeks so you want me to okay and I did it though and I began to get other streams of revenue and so what I learned was I wasn't very specific because now I would have affirmed I want six figures from this specific place And then I want supplemental income from this specific place. Um, That's just me personally. If you want to do your affirmations that way, go for it. I loved my job. If you don't love your job, though, don't affirm that. You're going to be working miserable, so it's not going to come to you, right? It's all about your highest good. So I learned to give it freely, and then I started sowing seeds. So there's different types of giving. And if you have not heard, if you want to know all the ways that you can give, Anita Logan with KCI does an amazing teaching on tithing, trading, seed sowing, and alms to the poor. She breaks it down so well. She's on Facebook. She breaks it down in such a way like it it will bless your life. So I realized that everywhere I go, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, I am trading. I am sowing, right? I'm sowing. I'm putting a seed somewhere. And I expect to receive it. And I don't limit how I receive it. But since we're talking about money particularly, I started to give it. I started to open my mind during affirmations in the morning and really saying, Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you're going to identify people for me to pour into today that's going to serve their highest good and mine. So I totally thank you for that. And lo and behold, uh, people online. I remember one time when I first got my um, this last promotion I got, I went online and I said, hey, I just want to bless some people. So put your cash app in. Don't, you know, just push push your cash app in and that's going to be what it is, right? You know, don't message me, just put it in, right? And I blessed so many people and it was like God wanted to prove to me that he was going to be more of a blessing to me. I began to change my mind about money. I thought that I wasn't good enough for money. I thought I was never going to be wealthy. I thought I had to hustle to get money. Um, I thought I had to work super, super hard for money. You don't. I'm dependent on your dreams. You may. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so there's really no downtime. I have to have work-life balance because when I get off of work, I'm working for myself. I'm not going to work for somebody longer than I work for myself. That makes zero sense. But I also, And I also spend time man, um, meditating and visualizing money and clients and all of that coming to me and that I'm a magnet and it's flowing to me and so that it will be effortless and I won't have to strive because that's striving is not of the Lord. Um, manifesting is not about striving. It's just about persisting and believing that the best is flowing to you. Flow. A river doesn't have to work to flow. It's not stagnant. A river flows. Um, So one of the things that I read was, um, well, I watched two things. Jake Ducey had this thing about money and broke it down about it being money needs me. But Catherine Ponder had the greatest affirmation. And I think it was in Dare to Prosper where it was dollars want me. And between Catherine Ponder and Jake Ducey, Jake Ducey was like, I give money its function. And I'm paraphrasing. Like what is money without me to spend it? You literally have to reach in. Money is useless without us. So you have to reach into your wallet, your fanny pack, your purse, whatever, and get those coins and dollar bills out in order for it to be used. The key is to use it appropriately. Where are you spending your money? When dollars have a purpose, they then say, "Ooh, I like the energy in which she, in which she's giving me. I want to be utilized like this too. Everything is energy. Everything has a purpose. Everyone and everything works to prosper me now and I prosper everyone and everything now. Energy is real. Right? Um nothing is ever stationary. We're always moving. Nothing on this planet. So dollars get that energy of happiness. I'm like, oh my God, she's she's helping out the homeless. Oh my God. She's um helping students. Oh my God. She's helping people learn how to live their best life. Oh, well, then we want to come back to her so she can use us some more. And when I switched my mindset and embraced that dollars are useless without me. Money is not evil. Loving it more than your life, loving it more than people, loving it to do evil is the evil, right? The love of money is the root of all evil. But I'm not going to say I hate money because even that's an affirmation. I love one of Jake Ducey's affirmation is, I love money because it comes to me when I call it. Come here, money. Get in my bank account. Come come here. Come here. <sighs> There you are, there you go. And I visualize money floating to me from all over my neighborhood, my city, the globe, flow into my account. Cha-ching on the Shopify stores. Cha-ching on Reset Consulting. Cha-ching in my email. Cha ching in my Cash App. Cha ching in my PayPal. Cha ching unexpected checks in the mail. Gifts and good surprises. Compliments. Free coffee. Flow, flow money. Flow, flow money. Flow. Flow to me because I have my purpose. I know what I'm here for. You don't make me and you don't break me. I provide you your function. You want me just as much as I want to use you to do and work for the highest good of myself and others. Come here so I can utilize you for a purpose, put you into good ground. Sow into the lives of others so that they may reap a harvest as well and then help somebody out. Flow, flow money, flow Come on, guys, activate it. Say it. That's our activation. Flow, flow, money, flow. So I'm about to give you um, a couple of powerful affirmations. I have amended some of them. They originated with um, Jake Ducey. They are specific money decrees. They originated with Jake and I've switched them up um, for me. <laughs> I am so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities, through many sources, on a continuous, visible, daily basis. I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities, through many sources, on a continuous, visible, daily basis. Large sums of money come to me quickly and easily. Come to me quickly and easily I'm so happy so grateful that large sums of money come to me quickly and easily just as quickly as I am snapping my fingers there's the money in my account picture picture the amount in your account now add to it right now isn't it wonderful large sums of money come to me quickly and easily isn't it wonderful large sums of money come to me quickly and easily Business comes to me every day in every way in an abundant manner. Business comes to me every day in every way in an abundant manner. Business comes to me every day in every way in an abundant manner. God's wealth flows to me in avalanches of abundance. Isn't it wonderful? God's wealth flows to me and avalanches of abundance, isn't it wonderful? God's wealth flows to me in avalanches of abundance. Now, visualize yourself being overtaken. You know what a snow avalanche looks like. Now, can you even imagine God's wealth? There's no cap. It's flowing to you. Oh, oh, oh! Just relax you're not running flowing to you now picture what's flowing to you then leaving your hand and going to the people places and things that serve your highest good and your purpose now visualize the money flowing right back to you. I am a financial genius and I apply the spirit of wisdom daily. I am a financial genius and I apply the spirit of wisdom daily. I am a financial genius and I apply the spirit of wisdom daily, isn't it wonderful, I am a financial genius and I apply the spirit of wisdom daily. I am so happy and so grateful unexpected money comes to me today. Isn't it wonderful that unexpected money comes to me today? Isn't it wonderful that unexpected money comes to me today? I'm so happy. I'm so grateful that unexpected money comes to me today. It is my divine right To be rich. It is my divine right and inheritance to be rich. Isn't it wonderful that it is my divine right and inheritance to be rich? Isn't it wonderful that it is my divine right and inheritance to be rich? It is so. And so it is. I want to thank you so very much for joining me on this episode of Manifestation 101, the podcast. I want you to just, you know, fast forward to this part and play these every morning. Say them out loud. But what you can do to make more of an impact is say them in your head at least 200 times. You have over 61,000 thoughts a day, boo. You can have 200 internal thoughts that say, you know... Pick which one, pick which affirmation stands out to you most. What resonates with you and then repeat that 200 times, dude, in your head. Make it happen, captain. What's the worst that could happen? Nothing. Only good can come to you, dude. Only good. Only good can come to you. Remember that your thoughts shape your words and your words shape your world. Saying affirmations internally really train your subconscious really embed them in to your subconscious and it becomes reality i am going to wait for season two to really talk about that subconscious the hippocampus and quantum physics i want to get the basics down and we're still in the 101 stages there's so much more and i try not to overwhelm but that's what a podcast is for so you can listen 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 and listen one way to sow a seed is to share information. So share it with someone who, whose life will change. We believe in ongoing mutually beneficial relationships. And I'm affirming that I have a thousand uh, subscribers, a thousand listeners to this podcast, a thousand new, new listeners to this podcast. That's what I'm affirming. Isn't it wonderful that this podcast has a thousand new listeners? That's pretty awesome. A thousand lives being changed. Pretty awesome. I think so. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.